time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Well, welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro with an office on Mears Chapel Road. You can find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, great to be with you once again. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. I hope you are. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our show today. We're going to uh, we're gonna have a little conflict on today's show, Glenn. How's that sound? Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Let's, <laughs> where are we going, Walter? I, I don't think it'll be anything uh, too tough for you to handle here. No, we're going to talk about conflicting ideas on today's show. So what I was thinking, Glenn, is you know a lot of people don't understand why the stock market rebounded so quickly this year while there was still so much financial uncertainty surrounding the pandemic and the fact that it's an election year as well. Some experts have explained it with a familiar comment that the markets are this idea of forward-looking. And the bad news we hear now has already been sort of baked into the market, if that makes sense. I'm assuming that's a concept you're familiar with and have heard lots about before. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, the, the markets tend to be that way. So how true is that sentiment? I mean, it sounds like there's some some credence there. Is it what we're seeing happening right now? Because uh, to play the counter side here, here's the conflict, right? I've also heard the phrase, markets react to news. And since news is unpredictable, so is the market. So how can you reconcile the markets being unpredictable, but also being forward-looking at the same time? Well, Walter, it's just like it's trying to reconcile the reality that, that there's unknowns out there, right? And so the market tries its best to try to price in, you know, any, you know, anything that's coming in, you know, out into the future and so forth. And so, you know, there's a, you know, a school of thought that, you know, kind of said, well, hey, you know, when, when things turned down so harsh, you know, and, and, so, and so strongly in, back in March that, you know, that was overdone potentially. And, you know, and, and then there was the, the rebound of saying, hey, it wasn't, you know, it, was, it really wasn't quite that bad thing. You know, the, the worst is behind us. Things are going to start to get better. And so there's that school of thought that's kind of saying, OK, well, then that's that's what's kind of causing that. Right. And, you know, there there may be some truth to that. The challenge is obviously is, is that time is moving so much faster and events are moving so much faster than they once did. Right. I mean, the, the, the whole idea is, is that, you know, when people are saying, well, it's, you know, it's pricing in, you know, all that's baked into the market. Well, that's true, but there's still more future to come. <laughs> right. And so, you know, when the, so if, you know, if things, you know, take another turn to the downside, you know, let's just hypothetically say that, you know, the vaccines don't, you know, don't work out and some of the therapeutics don't work out and the, the numbers start to spike and it gets really bad over the winter. You know, and I'm not necessarily, you know, obviously I'm not rooting for that. But at the same time, I mean, that that is that is a possible outcome. Right. And so that kind of a scenario probably wouldn't be priced into the markets. And so if that started to develop, then we might see things kind of turn in the other direction. That it's the markets are are always trying to anticipate what's going to be in the future. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I guess uh, is it kind of this idea that the the forward looking element is more on big picture stuff, but yet there's still unpredictable news that happens that the markets still are reactive to, maybe in the more short term. Well, I mean, there's big picture and little picture too. I mean, you know, there's mediums. You know, it's it's kind of just everything that's there. I mean, there's themes, there's narratives, there's you know, there's just the the what's going on in the culture and what's the you know what's the the overriding belief or where does the um, 
the main folks on Wall Street that are trying to decipher what's going on. You know, what do they think is you know, is going on, and you know, and how are they, you know, giving information to the to the people who are executing the trades and doing all the things that they're doing. You know, that's where it kind of gets it, it kind of gets interesting because you know, there's obviously nobody knows for sure. You know, because the future is has not yet been written, and so sometimes. You know, you can have, you know, short term events that have a big role and sometimes they're just a blip. You know, you, sometimes you can have a, you know, a longer term thing that's going to happen and, uh, you know, it gets baked in over time. And so it, it doesn't, you know, maybe a big thing, but it, it, there's there's time for it to be built into the market, so to speak, and, and to price it in. So it might not react as, as dramatically as one might think. It's, it's sometimes it's counterintuitive. You know, the other thing that kind of comes into play here, Walter, as well, is, is that, you know, I mean, it's it's not just looking forward and it's not just trying to predict the future, but it's also you have to look at, you know, what actions were taken. Right. I mean, there was an enormous amount of stimulus that was put into the economy. You know, the, the checks were sent out to the vast majority of Americans. You know, the, you had the pandemic unemployment and then you also had the Fed, you know, immediately cutting uh, interest rates down to virtually zero. And, you know, and then creating an additional liquidity in the marketplace so that it, you know, it, it, it kind of buoyed, you know, and brought things back up from the brink, you know, and, and there was all of those adjustments as well. You know, one of the big questions going forward is, is that with the with the checks that were sent out, you know, to most Americans and also the, you know, the the pandemic unemployment to help folks who were, you know, who had lost their jobs or hopefully it was temporary loss of job, you know, maybe a furlough and then they come back. But, you know, obviously that, you know, the, the, the unemployment piece of that, you know, kind of is, has already played through. I mean, the, you know, the end of July was, you know, when, when, that, uh, when those, that extra unemployment benefit stopped. And so, you know, we have August and now we're, you know, kind of halfway through September. And, you know, the question is, is you know, will there be more stimulus? What's going to happen? You know, what's going to happen with the election? Obviously, we're, we're so close. And so, you know, ultimately, if things don't improve and you and you take the stimulus away that was there on a regular basis until the end of July, if something doesn't happen to, you know, to create you know, more money flowing in the in circulation and, and throughout the economy, you know, it's it, it may be difficult for things to be sustainable. You with me? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I certainly understand where you're coming from, Glenn, and I think that uh, that does make a lot of sense. Can we use this knowledge to our advantage is then my question. The idea of markets being forward-looking or that reactionary nature to news, can you leverage that knowledge into something better in terms of investing and in, in saving for retirement? Well, I mean, you know, if you're reacting to news, I mean, that in essence, that's that's different than, you know, planning for retirement or, you know, or a long term investment plan. You know, those types of things, the long term investment plan or a long term retirement plan, you're, you know, you're going to have ebbs and flows and, and things that happen in the news and, and, and events and whatnot. But obviously, those are those are longer term strategies that are going to, you know, they're going to be based in a longer term. You know, what, what are we trying to accomplish and how do we organize things that makes that, you know, that plan, you know, uh, you know, more predictable and, you know, more of a, of a reality that, you know, that has a good chance of, of you know, of happening. Versus, you know, reacting to news and trying to, you know, do that. That's that's more of the speculation and the short-term traders mentality. And you know, and and so in Wall Street, all of those things are playing in, right? And when you're tuning in on the news and you're and you're or you're, you know, whether it be on the radio or on the internet or even, you know, on the TV with all the financial shows and all of that, 
I mean, you know, they, they're what's you have to get, you know, again, step back. We've talked about this in previous shows. It's like, what is their what are they trying to accomplish when they're putting that out there for you know, public consumption? Well, they're trying to create interest and they're trying to create viewership and listenership and readership, you know, and so they're trying to create a story. It's it's really it's it's kind of the same thing as journalism, right? And you know, the news and you know, news magazines and things like that. It just happens to be the financial news. But what they're really trying to do is create, you know, what's the new scoop? What's the what's the new story? You know, how can we put a spin on this that that makes it so more people want to tune in and listen or, or read our articles or whatnot? And so you have to you have to balance that with what is substantial and what what is just you know fluff you know and 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 that's that's not necessarily always easy to do and but but it's still ultimately it's it's what you kind of have to do and for the most part with it when you know when i'm working with folks you know with their retirement planning and you know making sure that their money's going to last you know i mean we we have to factor those things in but we're not going to really react to them so much is is that we're trying to you know our our efforts are built around you know putting a plan in place that's going to be able to sustain you know through time regardless of whatever the the news is of the day yeah i understand that glenn and i think that does uh carry some weight with it trying to understand all these different moving parts that go into the market, that go into planning for retirement and your financial future and trying to figure it all out and wondering what the news is going to dictate. Um, definitely an interesting conversation. Any final thoughts, Glenn, on this uh, on this idea, on this conversation of the stock market rebounding so quickly this year and how it kind of diverges from what we've seen in the economy and this idea of forward-looking versus reactions? Well, I mean, there's, a, I mean, just a couple of quick things. I mean, Walter, I mean, one thing that that I mean, most people realize, but you know, sometimes it's not easily, you know, remembered. <laughs> and that is, is that 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 Wall Street and the stock market is not really the economy. There's an awful lot of people out there, and you know, in our country and throughout the world, that are not really invested, you know, and that 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 are that are you know working in in areas of the economy and their paychecks and and their daily life and their monthly expenses and all of that are not necessarily tied to the overall stock market, but if there's other economic forces out there as well. I mean, I'm not suggesting that the stock market has nothing to do with the economy because that would be totally wrong, but it's not. That's not all there is. There, there's more to it and there's and 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 so ultimately you kind of have to balance what's there between Wall Street and Main Street, right? They're never really they never really you know moving in the same direction or have the same narrative. Um, you know sometimes they're closer together and sometimes they're further apart. And right now is one of those times when they're further apart. So you know you just have to be you know be careful. You know when you're when you're watching the news or you're you know, like I say or you're you know you're searching things on the internet or whatever the case may be and uh, everything you know it's like they always say you know take it with a grain of salt because you you really you really got to think in terms of okay you know what's really going to be affecting you and your life and and you know and 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 your overall planning and so forth and and so you know you you don't get don't get taken off of you know your purpose you know with just because of the news of the day or some you know flash in the you know in the in the news cycle you know, it's everything that you're really doing is more long term oriented particularly if we're thinking in terms of making sure that your money lasts through retirement making sure that your legacy plan is in place and that you're able to take care of of the people that you care about and you leave leave the things that you want to leave and make sure that you have the, the you know the money in your retirement that that in a, in a regular cash flow basis to give you the lifestyle that you want and that planning you know certainly takes everything into account but you're not going to base that
that type of plan on, oh, this thing happened in the news you know, yesterday. Is that going to change the, the, you know, my plan for the next 20 to 25 years? Probably not so much. Does that make sense? It all makes sense, Glenn. Yep, absolutely. Uh, let, me, let me do this for somebody who maybe has some questions about how the market reacts to news and how they're forward-looking and how it all fits into your financial plan and into your retirement future. If you're not quite sure how this all works together and you want to look at your custom situation, what's going on in your life, in your financial world, Glenn can help you analyze that and make sure that you're well-prepared for retirement so that, Glenn, whatever the market is doing, <laughs> we're able to kind of handle these ups and downs. And that just becomes more and more important, I feel like, in 2020 and beyond in this world of uncertainty that we're in right now. We need to certainly make sure that we have uh, backup plans in place and a plan in place that's going to be able to weather all these up and down storms. If you want to reach out to Glenn, it's easy to do so. You can call 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or you can go online to roadmapfinancial.com and just look for the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. That's roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, I appreciate your help on today's show. Thanks for the guidance and wisdom, and we'll look forward to talking to you again on the next episode. Fantastic, Walter. Take care now. Enjoyed it. That's Glenn Mosseller and Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Mm-hmm. 